Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Scoop. I am Craig. And I am Lauren. Yes. <laughs> Lauren. I know. I've just had a coffee. I'm a little bit hyper. <laughs> so there we go. How's the news been in recruitment and talent oh. acquisition over the past week there, Loz? Well, I found there's a lot of industrial relations stuff and there's a lot of big headlines, but there's nothing behind it. So. Really? Should we just get into it then? Yeah, why the frig not? Okay. Why the frig not? So these headlines come out of HR Director, so HRD. Many Australians not happy with the same job, the same pay reform. Really? Australia can't afford to trench more reforms that would deliver rigid, outdated workplace practices, the BCA, which is the Business Council of Australia, has said. So then released new findings showing that many Australians reject the government-proposed reform. Mm -hmm saying that the survey among 2,115 Australians, 77% said that they would feel frustrated if someone who had less experience or didn't work as hard was getting the same pay. Another 75% also agreed that companies should be allowed to hire temporary labour hire workers to fill surge capacity when they have major projects to complete, which I totally agree. And contractors always get paid more than the full-timers. Is, is this legislation... Introduced? No, it's on the table. I don't think it's got got any legs. Well, let's hope not. Um, They're just saying that their findings were broadly and relatively consistent across demographic groups and locations, so that's Mm. pretty much everyone. People do not support the government's proposal on same job, same pay is basically the underlying statement coming out of Business Council Australia. Uh, We'll keep keep an eye on that one. Hey, from recruiting headlines... Very good friend of the show and a strong, strong personal hero of both of us, Elon Musk. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's blown up Twitter over the weekend. Yeah, no, don't X, you mean Twix? Twix, that's right. It's a Twix now. So he promised to fund lawsuits against businesses that fired or disciplined employees for their behaviour on his app. So, Does the- that include his own people who are suing him? <laughs> well, who knows? The tweet read, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill. No I limit. there's about 6,500 employees globally um, who got sacked by him. So there's a few that might want to be funded there, Elon. Yeah, and yeah, I like and. and- you know, this is not specifically recruitment, but and maybe more of a HR issue. But I can't help think of the ramifications, like particularly legacy, like you've spoken, people who have maybe been let go a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Where do they sit? And will this, you know, transfer over to other platforms? Will it open the floodgates? Very interesting. But he, I swear to God, because this is apparently, I think, on Saturday night. I reckon he sits Such there and has a couple of scotches and up. just starts. Keyboard worrying away on his own platform. Someone Jeez. needs to put a leash on the big fella. Oh, <laughs> so this is what happens. Way too much money and too much time on his hands. And yeah. like, tw- like I'm off Twitter now. I don't. I'm not on it. I got off it. Um. Oh, when they changed ago. the name? No, ages ago. It did the name change didn't bring you back? No. <laughs> Oh, it's no. strange. Strange days. I gotta say, ahead. deleting your account's not as easy as going and hit the delete button either. Really. Far out. It took me freaking ages. Mm. What have you got next? 
Okie dokie. Oh, this, I like this one. Go on this then. one. You're going to like this head to- headline. The High Court warns courts taking the piss on employer liability coming from the Finn Review. The High Court are saying you take, the people are taking the piss. Yeah. That's, that's classic. Yeah. The that's High weird. Court has drawn a line in the sand over employers' liability for workers on after-hours conduct by oh. overturning a $431,000 compensation order for a manager whose colleague urinated into his mouth. <laughs> Wait, 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 back up. Beep, beep, beep. He what now? Urinated, you know, taking the piss. Oh, so what? <laughs> yes. I knew you'd like that headline. Oh, this is a ripper. Go on then. Yeah. The Please. court on Wednesday unanimously quashed a Supreme Court ruling that held Daydream Island Spa and Resort on the Sundays had to pay damages to its food and bev manager because <laughs> a drunken co-worker mistakenly urinated on him while he was asleep in staff accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much wrong with that. Oh, Firstly, the food and beverage manager took the load. And secondly, <laughs> secondly, I accidentally peed in someone's mouth because I didn't see them sleeping there. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, so the judge held um, that something more we more was needed to connect uh, the conduct with employment than the resort requiring staff to stay at employer-owned share houses. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. like a DOS house more that like or a frat house. so freaking funny. Um, I, I, I ch- particularly chose that just for you, Craig. Thank you. So I, I, I really do give you gifts I appreciate it. I pre- but I just think, it's gratefully okay, accepted. So that's um, obviously they're all in staying on the island. They've mm. all got uh, staff quarters and that's where the guy's gone there. So I wonder how that's going to overflow into what an employer's liability is if someone does something really fucking stupid at a Christmas party. That's, I mean, that there sounded like some one hell of a party. Well, obviously, but clearly the employer wasn't plying them with alcohol. At a no. Christmas party, you would be having alcohol uh, there. Supplied by so your I'm employer. wondering how this is going to... Um, so there's a yeah. lesson for people out there. Don't urinate in someone's mouth at a company Christmas party. Yeah, pretty much. Or you might be taking the piss of me. <laughs> All right, from shortlist, the employment. Someone might tell you to piss off. <laughs> How many more you got? The, the, from shortlist, the employment market is recalibrating with power returning to recruiters and TA. Oh, apparently, tell me more. That's according to an analysis of job adders ATS data. So, um, they're saying the state of the market in. ANZ reveals a minor slowdown in job growth alongside a surge in applications. That comes from the CEO. So he says, after grappling with candidates' shortages due to unprecedented job growth, the tables are turning. An abundance of job applications give recruiters the opportunity to have greater selection of potential candidates and reassess their talent acquisition strategies. That, to me, just by increasing the workload in mundane tasks, we've talked about it before, AI are going to eventually fill that gap. So all it's doing is... Um, creating more admin if there's more applicants. It's not making recruiters more valuable. I, 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 and what's the quality of applicant for the actual job description too? Yeah, I, I think that's – I'm not sure that that results in exactly what's being said. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you on that one, buddy. Okay. Yeah. What do you got next? TikTok. Do you know what that is, Craig? TikTok. You're a bit old for that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I there's can, a I can do a funny dance with the TikTok best of it. trend puts spotlight on 
on need for Gen Z to connect with the rise of remote and hybrid work, according to HRD. Okay. So basically there's this new trend on TikTok, which I know you don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, it might seem like another Gen Z TikTok trend to laugh off, lazy girl jobs is more uh, than just another term for quiet quitting. Right. Yes, I know, quiet quitting. Lazy girl jobs. jobs. So the trend mm. identifies specific types of jobs that can allow a remote worker to cover their living costs while doing the least amount of work possible with the aim of prioritising per Personal fulfilment over career aspirations. Where do I sign up? Yeah, right. You are not going to get a fucking lazy girl job, mate. Oh. The lazy girl phenomenon went viral recently as yet another iteration of quiet quitting, a term that's become very familiar since the mass shift of work online and the so-called great resignation um, post-pandemic. Uh, it's it's like an anti-hustle gig is what they're explaining it as. So these jo- jobs offer a decent pay of between 60 and 80K, a year on estimation, right? We're yeah, just yeah. having to guesstimate there. Um, they're generally non-technical, mostly clerical in nature, and most importantly, offer flexible all remote hours. And they list like customer success managers, account managers, um, just general admin tasks, <laughs> those types of things where you can travel the world and still do your job on a laptop to while all our, sitting all on a beach cust- with uh, in, your, in your swimmers. To all our customer success managers out there, you've officially now been listed as a lazy girl. Well, uh, apparently so. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I thought it was going to be way easier because customer success roles aren't that. That's what I thought. I I would not say a customer success role is a lazy girl job. I think that's a load of BS myself. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Good old TikTok, eh? Hey, from our sponsor Indeed, they've released an article around four types of difficult co-workers and how to deal with them. I've got uh, one right here, well, an example I prepared <laughs> earlier. I was very, very interested. Um, Indeed's workplace psychologist, Amanda Gordon, has identified four common challenging personalities at work and how to deal with them effectively and professionally. So let's run through the four. Is it and the see, Craig? And see if you the Craig. self-identify <laughs> So the first one is the narcissist. So often the narcissist will seem charming, friendly, open and welcoming. However, their objective is always to achieve their own goals and they tend not to worry about the ground kill on the way. So hey, We don't have one of those in our office. No, no. How you deal with them though, if if someone does come across one, is gentle assertiveness um, is the best approach. Set proper boundaries early on and don't waver. No, I've got a better way of dealing with them. Fuck them right off and get them out of your life because all (laughs) they're going to do is suck the life out of you. The second one, and I'm sure we've all had experience with this, the micromanager. So the micromanager wants complete control and visibility at all times. They might check in or call meetings at short notice and ask for regular updates on often unrelated items. So Seriously, they've got to get a fucking life. To deal with them, you stay on top of your work, be organised and don't give in to increasingly irrelevant demands. The next one, the passive aggressive. Feedback may be distorted. A compliment will likely be accompanied by a criticism. They're unlikely to offer support and may in fact refuse it when asked. So how you deal with a passive aggressive is keep a written record of interactions so instructions and changes are documented. And the final oh, one they're just gonna be a pain in the ass. The final one of my personal favourite, the emotional vampire. So this person tends to behave as though everything is hard, they're always worrying about outcomes, and they typically have a negative mindset. And how to deal with them is as challenging as it may be, 
try to spread the cheer and be nice. I always do that. I'm so <laughs> nice. It makes you want to vomit. Sugar <laughs> overload. Um, events, what have we got? Sorry. Nothing um, that we haven't already spoken about, but it's always to throw a few reminders in. So mm. the old meetups, as always, great community events they of are. everyone getting together. And Sydney have got one and we've rabbited on about this one. They still haven't put it up on the meetup uh, website yet. So keep an eye out for that because it's going to be packed. That one. It's the 6th of September, hosted by Pam Stevenson and co-hosted with the wonderful Matt Woodard from the Melbourne Meetup. That this could do. I do know it's going to be at Atlassian's HQ in the city in Sydney uh, at 5:30 kickoff. Remember what was said earlier in the podcast around um, behaviour at employer-led. That's not employer-led. It's a community event, so you can do whatever the fucking you want. Just don't piss (laughs) in someone's mouth. so basically, I would say get in there because there's going to be a lot of people in town for the itis for that one. Yes. So, and I do know a lot of people are going. Yeah. Okay. If we so there'll be a pub kicking on after that Sydney one. Sydney is going to be on fire. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great few days in Sydney. That mm. one. Uh, Brizzy have got one in late September. I did have the details, but I've misplaced the post-it note. <laughs> so just keep an eye out on the Brizzy meetup. So page. in other words, there's a Brisbane meetup event. We don't know when or where. It's in late. September. Okay, late September. And that I think it's at enough. the Prince Consort, if I remember correctly. Oh, now you're and it's a five up. o'clock or five thirty kickoff. No, I'm not making shit up. <laughs> I just can't remember the goddamn date, and it's not up on the Meetup website yet. But this one, I've got the details for. Gone in. Auckland are having their twentieth Meetup on oh, Thursday, the twenty fourth of August at five thirty p.m. And it is up on the Meetup site. So all of those over at, um, in Auckland, our New Zealand brothers and sisters, jump along to that event. The guys Support always it. run a good one and. And uh, little sneaky, oh, uh, I believe we might be turning up to one of the Auckland events Are in we? early next year. Oh, exciting, exciting. Yeah, so uh, that wouldn't be too bad. Not at all. I need to have a bit of a jettison across the ditch. <laughs> across the ditch. Across the ditch. Um, anyway, the next one, and this one I have said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The ATC 2023 Aligned Strategies and Empowered People and Impact. Outcomes. That is the theme for this year's talent conference from the ATC on the 22nd and 23rd of November at Sydney's Luna Park. Get in there and get your tickets. Now, if you haven't been before, there are discounted tickets for first timers. I can't I got one of those last year because I actually had never been before. Really? Uh, no, I hadn't. Wow. And I gotta say, I walked out of that conference a shitload smarter. I hate you when you've got buttons to push. Anyway, my highlights were I think that the Economist from CBA was really interesting and it's great to be up on what's going on in the economy and things like that. So you know how it's going to impact the business, impact our TA functions, and it just blows on. That was such a great bloody insight. and I'm looking forward to that again this year. Do you know what, Lauren, like, there's also lots of um, talent functions in businesses having their own little mini conferences at the moment. We were lucky enough to attend one um, earlier <gasps> in the week with the Canva crew and it was really, really good. And yes. the way, you know, we're lucky because we talk to so many people who know so much about so many things and we got an opportunity to share some of those um, mm. learnings with their leadership team. Well, it was great. the amazing 
Amy Schultz from Canva. She had her off-site for all her TA leaders around the globe in Sydney this week mm. and we had a little bit of a guest appearance and they flipped the tables on us asking us questions and Harvey got to go as well and yep. he checked out the new Canva campus in Collingwood. And, and speaking of pissing in people's mouths. Oh, God, he didn't piss in your mouth. No, he had an accident though. <laughs> he just <laughs> hydrated a pot plant. And but anyway, it was a great, great campus to go and see that Canva campus yeah, and it's great. to talk to Amy and the team. And I can't say thank you enough for inviting us along. And it was Getting so the guided good. tour and, and really just you know interacting with your team. It was wonderful. It wonderful. was really great, really great. And I think that's around about it at the moment. Um, I do know that Eden's got the Bounce Three coming up, the Pano Van, yeah, just the Pano Van, <laughs> jump on the rubber band. Um. Yeah, so it's two days. In early August, the dates are eluding me right now and I forgot to write them down. So, sorry, Eden, but I will do better next week. And I do know that you've got to register online for the two half days and it is going to be phenomenal, as always. And Lauren just said early August, but I'm pretty sure it's October. Oh, shit, I'll get my months mixed up again. (laughs) It's 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 that time of year. I think everyone's going a bit crazy. We need a holiday. I I know what it is. It's ITA's pressure because the ITAs are in four weeks in Sydney, sold-out event, uh... Like Smart Recruiters ITAS 2023 is going to go off. So we better finish up and go and work a little bit more on getting ITAS preparation. And that, and that's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me, everyone. Stay classy, Kudamundra. Woo!